I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. It did, wait, what, what? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? No. No. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. It's cold in Chicago. Like, frigid cold. Like, negative 25 cold without the Negative wind. 25 cold. <laughs> it's, it's so, so cold. Like, winter, you can run out to the car and start the car with, you know, a hoodie on. No. 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 Can't do it. Just can't do it. It's it's just insane. I I opened. I, I was telling John right before the call, and dear Lord God, those of you listening, what we don't talk about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and we do talk about a lot, but the things that we don't tell. I told John that I turned. I opened my NPR app this morning, and they have a it, they have a lead picture and story always on the app. And it was a photo, I think, of the banks of the... Is it, It's like Michigan and Chicago, right? Right, yeah. And it looked like a scene out of, like, Blade Runner, Apocalypse. Like, it was, like, the craziest thing I've seen. And then it was just, like, they're calling a state of emergency. Like, you can't be out of your house for, like, more than, like, 26 seconds before you get frostbite. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Yep. Yep. So I text it's John. I'm like, John, are you okay? John, are you okay? Are you there? Are you there, John? <laughs> and I was. I had ventured out so that I could run laps on the tiniest indoor track I've ever experienced. 55 laps? It ended up being 60. It's like 12 laps per mile. Oh, my God. It was just... Oh, my God. I couldn't do it because it was almost to the point of like causing vertigo. <laughs> And you're going in the same direction because you have to go in the same direction. And that many laps on a tiny track, I could feel my left leg cramping. Right. Because it was just over and over and over and over. And I couldn't do it. But I also couldn't not run. It's so cold. And it it has been cold and it's been windy. And oh, man. You can't run in that weather. No. I'm sure they make plenty of gear for it. But to me, it would be so unenjoyable that it wouldn't be worth it. And in reality, it's only really this cold. I mean, well, it's it's this cold hardly ever, ever. But it's only below zero cold for s- such a short period that it's just not worth getting all that stuff. I mean, how would you how would you train for a race in this weather? I don't know, honestly. I don't. I mean, I guess it would be treadmill based. That's what people would have yeah. to do. You'd have to do what I did. <laughs> exactly. And you loved that. Yeah, You're a big yeah, treadmill runner. Big treadmill runner. Mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the queen of treadmill running, the valedictorian of treadmill running. That's right. I do. I'm so glad you said that because I have to, I just have to let everyone know that your book is absolutely fucking outstanding. 
Oh, stop. No, no. I'm, I'm going to keep going because it's, I am a slow reader for one. I read that book in, in two sittings because I couldn't not. And it's just, it's absolutely, it's absolutely phenomenal. And it was really interesting for me because, I mean, we, we talk so often that I knew not all, but a lot of the pieces in that book, but to see them all strung together and pieced together as one cohesive story was incredibly powerful. And oh, thank you. It's not often that you can read a book and bust out laughing to yourself and then two pages later find yourself crying and then go right back to laughing. It was it was incredible. Honestly incredible. Anybody who is a living breathing human being should read it. And I I mean that 100%. It's it's amazing. So definitely. Thank you. Pre-order a copy. <laughs> you're you're very very kind to say that. I really I really appreciate it. Like I've sent it to a few people and waiting to hear like feedback from people is like oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> what's what's going to be the reaction? I don't know. Well, it's such a big part of you. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, you and I have talked about this before, but I think it's worth mentioning too that it is it is a story about you and about what you went through, but and not not that that is the minor piece of it, but that's just one part of it. I feel like it's such a bigger story about mental health and awareness of mental health and just an incredible look at what it's like to go through that in general, not just you, but what that is like, what life is like. So I think anyone, anyone who struggles with depression or anxiety will definitely understand a lot of that. But I think maybe even more importantly, it's the people who don't, but who might have people in their life who do. It's eye-opening in that sense. Thank you. I, there's a, if you are a member of Goodreads, goodreads.com, they're holding a giveaway until the 11th of February. Uh, they're giving away 75 uh, galleys and vets through the copies. So if you want to submit your name for that, please do so. I encourage you to do to do so. You want um, you want to submit your name for that, definitely. Yeah, it. yeah. It's it, they're giving them away, and um, they're uncorrected. Um, so and there's a there are a few typos here and there, and the acknowledgments and the dedication are not in the book, but. Um, the feedback that I've been given from almost every person who's read it was like, yeah, the the science part is an interesting sort of thread, but most of the people have just talked about the relationships, like, you know, moms and dads and sisters and brothers and friends and how that, how mental health sort of weaves its way through all of those relationships and who does and who doesn't get it. And I'm sure you could tell that it was that my editor edited the fuck out of it. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, and there I mean there were definitely there were definitely spots where I could immediately tell that you would have probably written another 6 pages and I would have eaten that shit up. Like I it would have been great. The book is not diminished by any means by the edits, but I I know some areas where you would have expanded. But yeah. you are, I mean, you are obviously very open and honest in all of your writing, but you did, you you really didn't hold a lot of punches in this book. And I think there's... Well, 
I think there's I, some I, stuff. I mean, you did. You definitely <laughs> held some punches. You could have really swung a lot harder on some areas. I did. I actually did <laughs> swing a lot harder, and I got all cut. And and I'm glad it did. <laughs> I mean, that that was a high road decision ultimately. But uh, yeah, you definitely could have swung harder. But there were some. There's some things in there that I think will sting, and they should. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, they they really should. But it was, I mean, the relationships are are fascinating. And I think reading about where the support came from and where the support wasn't and why mm-hmm. was really interesting. I mean, you've written so much about your mom and you've talked so much about your mom. But this, I feel like the book, I don't know, gives a really different side of her. I just want to sit down and give your mom a hug <laughs> and just be in her presence. I, I don't know any other way to put it. I mean, she just, she's always sounded like such a lovely woman, but this book, I don't know, something about her. Yeah. You are very lucky to have her in, in your life. She sounds like an incredible person. <laughs> I'm laughing because Cowboy gave the book to his best friend who lives in LA, who's actually the stepmother to his stepdaughter, if that makes any sense. Step They're best friends. To, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. She's married to the father of his stepdaughter. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So when he was previously married, he was the stepfather to a child. Yeah. Who's now living in New York. She's 24. Okay. He gave it to the to his, the his best friend and his best friend read it in a, in one setting as well. And it's a quick read. I mean, it's not that long and it is edited so that it is like you can tell like there were 10 hands on it. And we all worked together and the best part about it is that I was. I said to them, I want this to appeal to the largest audience possible so that it gets into the hands of those who need it. And they were like, absolutely. And so everything that was a detail that was not needed was shred. I think in the end, he cut like 30,000 words. Holy shit. But That's I purpose- a lot though. Yeah, I purposefully gave him... He, he he said, this is how many I want, and I purposefully gave him way, 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 way more than he wanted so that he could work with it. Anyway, Cowboy's best friend was just like, have you met her mother? <laughs> <laughs> have you met her? What is she like? And everybody's been like, your mother? Oh, my God, your mother. And I'm like, yeah, if this were ever to become a movie, what's going to happen is that the screenplay is going to be written a from my mom's perspective and it's going to be a movie starring like the role is going to be my mom. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and I, Oh, I would, I would so watch that. She just <laughs> something, there's something, there's, there are a few scenes in the book that just absolutely killed me because she, I, I don't know what it is. She just, uh, she tells it like it is. She tells it like it is, and she's also the most supportive person in the entire fucking world and literally set aside her life for me and my kids. And every time I go back to see my psychiatrist, everybody at the clinic is like, how's your mom? How's your mom? How's your mom doing? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm not yeah. at all surprised. And your, and your stepfather? My stepfather. I mean, I, I feel like this is such a cliche term to use, but just an absolute anchor of a human being right in in an incredible way and your your last exchange with him in your book i i was like sobbing honestly 
Oh. It, I mean, it was just because you get so attached to all of the characters. I mean, all of them, even the members of the the study team. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it, it's just you you paint them so well, they seem like such incredible human beings. And it, I, I mean, this could be like a four hour podcast of me just talking about the book. So it's, it's just, you did a hell of a job and I hope that you know that. And I will keep telling you that. I'm super red in the face right now with you talking about it like this. Thank you. Like, yeah, I'm super red in the face about it. And I, I, I think about all of those people and I think about the study and I think about the doctors and all I can hope for is that this brings them a little bit of satisfaction for what they what they did for me. Especially, I mentioned in the book, and I mentioned before, like they did not get paid to do the study. They had to they had to stay after with their normal hours to do what they did for me. Right. And they didn't have to do that at all, and they did because all of them believe in like getting people better. That's why they're at the clinic. Yeah, the the response so far has been has been really good um, and, and encouraging. And um, they're going to send me on a tour. Um, details to be determined. Just a few cities uh, here and there. And um, I'll be in New York the day of publication um, on the Today Show. That's very <laughs> exciting. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And... Uh, <laughs> Cammy, who lives in New York, I, she's been very supportive through for the last month and a half. And she was just like, bitch, you are not wearing like anything from fucking TJ Maxx on the fucking Today Show, bitch. <laughs> and she's, she starts sending me these links to like, <laughs> like, like there's a Gucci, a Gucci sequined tweed dress. And oh she's like, bitch, God. wear this. It's like $3,700. And I was like, Cammy. Cammy, I have a little bit of a budget. <laughs> oh man, that's big. Is it? Is it just you on? Um, we don't know the ex- exact details, but it's the day that the book comes out, and they mention that they pr- will probably send out a crew to film something involving my mother and involving um, Dr. Mickey, who was the head of the study. Oh, amazing. That would be. And incredible. then w- what's going to happen is that they're going to come out, and my mom is going to be on camera, and they're going to go. Hmm, maybe we should just do the whole segment on the Today Show about your mom. <laughs> I think I, I have to, this is this is not a big spoiler, but there's there's one part where you, you mention, and I think you, you might have even said this on the podcast in the past, that your mom is just always going. I mean, 20,000 steps a day, always going. But you made a comment that as she's gotten older, some of that energy has been, you, you realize, been channeled into talking uh-huh. nonstop. And that there's one point where you look over at your stepfather, who's just sort of blissfully staring off into the distance because you are her audience for a period yep. of time. And he doesn't have to follow the story. He's just, he's just there. Yeah. Yep. It was awesome. <laughs> oh man. Didn't I tell you, I think I've said this on the podcast. She read it and, um, cause the lawyer wanted me to have someone in my family read it. And she was like, I don't talk that much. I don't. And I was like, okay. She's like, and and your your brother in law can go straight to hell because <laughs> he made fun of he made fun of me for the fact that I asked him if I talked a lot, and he was like, you. 
Not you, Glinda. Not you. Oh, my God. <laughs> sort of bringing me back to a, a really quick story, a, a really quick tangent. The last, I'm sure the, the last month has been really fucking crazy for both of us, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really has kind of been up and down crazy since Thanksgiving. I feel like the end of the holidays hasn't actually tapered as much as I Mm -mm. wanted it to. My kids came home from their vacation completely wrecked, and I have been trying to put them back together. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. (laughs) They came home completely wrecked. Like a month ago. A month ago. And still working on it. So that's that's pretty wrecked. We're literally taking it hour by hour. Like I would look at the phone and I'm waiting for Marla to call because she's supposed to call me and talk to me whenever she feels a certain way. Although I did talk to the principal and I the principal is now on board and she can now go talk to the principal and that way I don't have to stop what I'm doing and potentially go pick her up. That's good. She likes yeah. the principal? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I know you like her, but... I, lo- I love her. I've had multiple conferences with her teacher and the principal just to make sure we're all on board with what's going on. And I found Lita a new counselor because Lita wants to talk to a woman about life and, you know, womanly things. Woman things, yes. Woman things. Um, and Lita's been having, and I don't think she'd mind me saying this, uh, you know, high school is just, I think that she thought that high school was going to sort of not solve things but be a little more enjoyable than it is does she listen to this podcast <laughs> no oh, okay well then i won't no it, no it never gets more enjoyable lita come on <laughs> <What? I'm> just <laughs> notches down every year <laughs> and i was like i hope i didn't give you the impression that high school was gonna like solve everything or like high school is kind of a you know, middle school sucks High school is better than middle school, but like high school is high school, man. Like if you see any movie about high school, like there's no like utopian high school movie, is there? No. No. And if Um, there is, you immediately know it's bullshit. I think honestly, (laughs) I mean, I was kidding that it just gets worse, but I think middle school sucks, but I think high school sucks just for a very different reason. Like I don't, I really don't think it's any better than middle school. I think you're your understanding of being there has changed and your perception of what's going on around you and your perception of yourself. And maybe it varies by gender, but I don't know. I feel like it's just a different kind of situation. I think middle school is like just awkward in general. Yeah. But I feel like high school, I, I almost feel like that awkwardness kind of manifests in your head. And then that just makes high school weird. Yeah, and I also think that you're sort of coming into the notion of adulthood and, like, what that really fucking means. Like, oh, God. Like, oh, man. Like, this is, like, there's responsibilities. Like, oh, responsibilities. Like, I am responsible for this shit. Right. Yeah. And then it, it really just builds progressively because then you get, you know, a year or two into high school and you have a part time job. And you want to hang out with your friends, but, oh, they have to work. Like, it, all of that real-life stuff starts to really set in. Uh-huh. And it's like, in, in high school, it's almost when you start to understand loss of freedom. 
I mean, in, yeah, in middle school, you have a, really good way to put it. a snow day, you have weekends, you have all of this time. And then high school, it starts to shrink. Yeah, it's a very good way to put it. You know, I think January and February are are always a little difficult because of, you know, it's dark and it's cold. And But this January has been particularly difficult. And <laughs> she's she's been holding it together because she knows that Marlo has been in such a crisis situation. And then so when Marlo... I've got Marlo stabilized. She was just, Lita was just like, okay, is it, is it my turn to be able to like implode, have a crisis? Right. <laughs> um, I was, everybody had sort of gone about their night and I was going to clean the kitchen, but I was sitting at the table, like finishing and like just sitting and enjoying a glass of wine at the kitchen table, which is right next to the room where the piano is. And she sat down to start practicing and they have federation solo federation they play two solo pieces in march and she was practicing one of those pieces that's super 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 difficult and she'd memorized it and she's getting through it and she's making mistakes because it's only january she still has a month to go right she finishes it and i'm just sitting there like scrolling through like twitter or something sipping my wine and all of a sudden i just look over and she's just like head over the top of the piano and she's just sobbing she's just crying and I walk over oh, there. Wow. Yeah. I walk over and I sit next to her and she's just like, I I am so, I'm terrible at this. I can't get it right. I can't get the notes right. My hands keep slipping. I hate it. I hate starting the song. I hate the notes. I can't, I hate this song. I can't ever play it right. And I just sort of sat there for a second and listened. And I said, uh, I said, all those really loud parts, you're getting right. And she's like, yeah, that's because I'm angry. <laughs> oh. So oh, wow. I said, okay, start it again and play the whole thing angry. So she started it again and she played the whole thing angry and she made a couple of mistakes, but she was, she was like banging that like piano. The whole piano was shaking, but she got like more notes right and she ended it and she like took a big breath and I said, do it again. And she like bang the piano, which is like banging out the bang, 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 bang. And it's reverberating around the house at that point. And um, she finishes and she starts crying again. And I was like, I know that you're frustrated, but you have another month. And I don't know if you remember this, but you always sort of peak right before you're supposed to go into the judges, which is the perfect moment for you to peak. Like you always get to the best part. This is what this is what you do, is that you get to where you're playing all the notes right, literally days before you go in to play for the judge. And if you peak too early, you lose the dynamics of the song because you start to be like, I'm so bored of playing this. Oh, so, I see. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, she peaks. She she always peaks at like right the right, the right moment. And and I had wondered when I was going to do this, and I was like, okay, this is the moment to do this. So we've discussed here that she is very. Um, she does not like to get anything but straight A's and an A minus is really horrifying to her. It's very like something about the 4.0 is part of her identity and part of who she is and getting good grades is part of who she is. And we've talked about this a lot with her and she compares herself a lot to what I did. Like I was the valedictorian in high school and I made straight A's and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I keep trying to tell her that I went to a high school that had like a tenth of the number of kids of her high school. And I went with a whole bunch of 
whole bunch of hicks with no teeth. Sorry, Southerners. <laughs> <laughs> and you were also fucking miserable in high school. Yes. Which is, I mean, yes. you could have gone to a school with five times the kids and you were, you were miserable anyway. It just yeah. wasn't a way that in hindsight that you really wanted to live. Right. I, I want her to, uh, I mean, I want her to enjoy high school as much as she can, but she's like, she's got this, she's got this fixation with what I did in her head. And so what I, what I did is I went and I got all of her certificates from the Federation where she's gotten a superior from the judges and there's 12 of them. There's not enough space on her walls and her bedroom to hang them. 12 superiors and she's not even 12. 15. And she's not even 15. And I, I, I said, sit here on this bench. Hold on one second. And I went and got the folder with all of her certificates and I laid each one out on the floor and it spanned the room. It spanned the entire room. Wow. And I, I said, I want you to look at that. I want you to look at all of that. And I want you to look at the name on all of that. The name is Lita, not Heather, not Marlo, not John. It's Lita. You did all of that. I've never come close to doing anything like that, Lita. Nothing like this. Twelve of these. And I said, I want you to know this. My mother grew up in a house with 10 kids and had to take a bath in a bucket and they had an outhouse for a bathroom and she attended high school with shoes that had holes in them because she had to go to the Goodwill store and find what she could that would fit her. They had no money. She made her own clothes. She literally went days without eating and she graduated second in her class and then went on to basically become the regional manager for the Western United States of Avon. And mom of the fucking year. <laughs> like, I understand what it's like to have a mom who's done some things. Like, I grew up knowing that my mother didn't eat for days at a time, and she still graduated second in her class. And she's like, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, I know. I know that you look at what, you look at my record from high school and are comparing yourself, but I want you to look at these 12 certificates that are lying across the room. I had never done anything like that in my life, Lita. And she just, she was like, okay, okay. And I said, you don't have to practice anymore, but I just want you to take another look at all of this and understand that you did that. I'm assuming it's not like that she wants to, to best you. She just feels like you have done so much and to li live up to your standards that she has in her head, she has to do so much. Yeah. Like I've never said to her and I've emphasized to her that I, I, I don't care if she comes home with a B or even a C. Like I'm to, like, she's going to get into a college that's she will get into college. That's she doesn't need to worry about that. And She's like, but what about a good college? And I'm like, well, you can always go to a state college with, with you know, less than a 4.0. <laughs> You're going to be fine. You're going to get into college. And there's money put away to help you go through it. And, and I want you to have fun. I want you to be with your friends. I want you to sleep and, and be carefree. And, yeah. It's, it's just such a tough balance, I think, especially given 
the age and maturity because there is like you also want them to do well but it's right. so hard to enforce that and you know say i do want you to do well but that doesn't mean perfect like that doesn't mean if you get a c you have failed right it's, it's okay shit happens so it's a hard it's a hard balance i think as a parent and i i'm sure we've talked about this too try to encourage success and a drive to succeed and a drive to want to do well without having that sort of manifest itself as this obsession to always do better, you know, to look down at those 12 certificates and have that thought in the back of her mind that, well, it's not 13. It should have been 13. Right. You know, and maybe it should, maybe she's, maybe she's done 15 of these and she could have had 15, but because she's got 12, that's still incredible. It's incredible. It doesn't diminish her or her ability at all. Yeah. I think, and for, and for me, like I derive um, inspiration from my mother. Like I, I, th um, it's you know, what would Jesus do? I'm like, what would Linda, or what would Linda Orr do? Like, what would my mother do in this situation? And that's how I approach parenting. That's how I approach talking to my kid over text messaging. Like I, I derive a lot of inspiration, and instead of comparing myself to my mom, I'm now like deriving. How would my mother approach this situation? As, as you read in the book, like, she, she is nigh into Jesus. <laughs> and she's such an interesting person. I, I'm going to meet you someday, Linda. I will, because I need to. But there are times where you can genuinely, at least in the book, feel just an amazing tenderness from her and an amazing compassion and understanding. And it really comes through. But there are other times where that compassion is still very clearly there and she's just not fucking around like <laughs> she 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 just she knows what she's going to do and she's going to do it no matter what you say no matter what anyone says she's going to do it and there's no point in even trying to fight it but all of it comes from a place of just unending kindness and love Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. When my parents found my website, like it was rough, right? They realized that uh, me leaving the church was like not a phase. And I think there, there came a point a few years later where both of my parents, but especially my mom, realized, oh, God, I made her. <laughs> what did I expect? <laughs> Like, what did I expect? Like, she's, she's, she's basically this one facet of me. Like I made her, of course she's like this. Oh, and then, and then like our, 
our relationship mended. And when I was writing it, I didn't have the idea, okay, I'm going to make my mom the star. But when I finished, I was like, oh, my mother's the star of this thing. Like, my mother, you know, it's basically an ode to Linda, to Linda. But thank you for saying all that. I think if anyone could emerge as a star from that, it's it's her. There are other people who certainly emerge as other things in the in the story. Yeah. But she is definitely the star. So I get Lita has you to look up to, and then when she looks up more, she's got your mom. Mm-hmm. That's a that's pretty daunting. <laughs> in a good way. I mean and I know that neither you nor your mom make it daunting, but I think I could see how that could easily just spiral in her head. Yeah. Well, and she's got, I mean, she's got me in her for sure, for sure. Like, she can be super sarcastic and very funny. And uh, not that I'm funny, but she can be super, you know, she knows she can read a room she can do imitations really well and but she's also got this you know really she's got talent she's got musical talent from her father that i don't possess and she's got it in spades and so does marlo and you know there's an aspect of them that is that is him and he is extraordinarily creative and talented and um you know she has an eye for photography and videography and stuff that I never possessed and she's she's got it all and she does she has no idea what she's capable of just yet and that's why you go to college and discover all that sort of stuff or you don't go to college and you discover all that sort of stuff right you just you learn yourself I mean I think the fact that she can I mean above all else above just academics and and music the ability to read a room I used to I used to think that that was just something people had. It is definitely not (laughs) for most people. It is not. And it is an incredible gift, I think. It really, really, really is. And it's, someone's probably going to argue this. You can't teach it. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like you can't, you can't. It's just this innate thing. And it really is a gift. Yeah. And she's going to be 15. She's going to be 15. This go, this will go live before she actually turns 15, but our children are turning 15, John. Yep. They're about a month. I think she's like a month older than Lexton. His is at the end of February? No, his is at the end of March. End of March. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lita turns 15 on the 3rd. 0203, 0304. 02, 03, okay. Yep. 0203, her birthday is the easiest in the world to remember. Good God. Yeah, I have 15-year-olds, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> it's wild. And there's, there's really no other, there's no other way to put it. No. I wrote about this on my website as I announced the Goodreads giveaway. I didn't write about this. There's It's just been, you know, a month of complete and utter crisis. It's just, like, I think... When they like towards towards the end of the day, as everything winds down and they get really tired, that the fatigue sort of sets off their emotion. And so, literally every night, like I'm having hour and a half talks with one or the other about life and about what's going on and how they're feeling, and and 
the other day or a week ago, a week ago today, my cleaning lady was coming over and I straighten up before my cleaning lady comes over. I know a lot of people who do this. And, it, and part of it is that I don't want her to think I'm that dirty, right? <laughs> or, or, well, not even that, but it's also, I think, I've, I've only had someone clean my house a couple times, but I also feel like there's just certain things I'll look at them. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that lazy. Like I can, that I can do. Like I have time to do that. I just haven't done that. You know, like I can move yeah, that or thing I, or shuffle that around into a or yeah. neater pile. Like, or know. I don't want her to misplace this. Like this needs to go in a specific place and I should right. go put it there so that I can find it. Or I should clean off all these like glasses to get it out of the way so that she can get to what she needs to get to. And it's mostly like putting the, like the clean, like she changes the sheets on the beds, which is amazing. God, amazing. Because there's so many beds in this house. Does she iron them? I do not iron them. Does no. she though? No, she doesn't. No. Like, I'm not going to pay her an hourly rate right to iron my sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, we're going to do a video of you ironing your sheets. We're going to put it up online. It's got to happen. It'll it'll have to. We'll do like a montage of ironing the pillowcases and the sheets, and then folding a fitted sheet. Folding the fitted sheet. Yeah. 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 It'll be the real climax. Yeah stress is manifesting itself all like it's just like my blood pressure is through the fucking roof like I, stress is just is wrecking my body i'm trying to hold it together for them you know it's it's a lot and i was just running around trying to get the house ready for the cleaning lady and i have my computer in my left hand and three glasses of water half 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 full glasses of water in my right hand oh yes this was right before we had a call <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it, was it right before? It was, I mean, it was like we were supposed to get on the phone and I remember you texting me. Oh, like, God, yeah. That's I need, right. I need a few minutes. I need a few minutes because I was cleaning up glass. Yeah. Cause I fell down the stairs. That's like when I texted you. I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, we need to reschedule because I'm in an ambulance. So, <laughs> and, and with both of us, it was just like your text was really casual. You're like, yeah, I fell down the stairs. I have to clean up some glass. I'm like, what the fuck? You can take more than a few minutes for that. It's okay. You were like, are you okay? I was like, I don't know if I broke anything, but I'll figure that out later. Yeah, you're like, um, I don't have time to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to figure that out right now. Uh, my, the glass is all broke and there was water everywhere. Like there was, I found water later in places. I was like, whoa, like it's 10 feet across the room. Um, all over a window in the hallway. Like it was water and glass everywhere. And, uh, and I landed, it, the, the staircase curves, it goes up and then it turns left and I'm coming down. So I'm turning right. Okay. And on that one step, we all slip, everybody has slipped on that one step sort of like and jolted, you know, but I literally, my feet came out from underneath me and I landed on my back and on my tailbone. And I immediately knew like the pain was so intense that I immediately knew that something was wrong. I checked to make sure that, that I'm <laughs> I'm lying there and still lying on the on the staircase with like I, knowing that I may have cracked a rib and I'm like is my computer okay? Oh, <laughs> I open God. my computer to make sure it still works. <laughs> oh. uh, and your yeah. text was so matter of fact too that I I just had this mental image of like a mangled Heather scrambling to clean up glasses because 
you don't you don't have time for that. Like, well, you know, there's something to be said about like there are techniques in childbirth that people use that I used even when you do an unmedicated birth and you're going through through birth and you start to basically use other you start to think about other things to take your mind off the pain of what's happening to your body. Okay, just distractions <laughs> basically. Yeah, distractions. And there's something to be said about the distraction of life where I was just like, okay, I'll clean this up and I'll get this done. And I'll think about like my rib and my tailbone later. Like, I, and I literally did. Like, I literally just sort of had to like move on. And mind you, I've got blood pressure that is not good. And I injured my shoulder in December and have been going to physical therapy twice a week for it. And I haven't even thought about my shoulder all week long. Like I haven't even thought about it. It's not even, it's, I, sometimes I go, oh, it's my shoulder still hurt. Oh, it does. But because I'm so distracted by everything else, I don't think about it. Maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a terrible thing, but <laughs> I get it. But there's, there's so much else that's happening and going on and that has to be taken care of that, that, it, that there are times when I don't even think about the pain of my tailbone. And I'll bend, and I, and then I'll, and then the bad part is like I'll bend over to pick up something, and I'm like, oh, that's right, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Those little reminders, but it, it be, you're so focused on everything else, all of the things to do, that like falling down the stairs is just mentally the equivalent of like stubbing a toe. Like, oh, mm -hmm. that sucks. Moving on. Yeah. What is next? It'll heal. It'll heal. Like six weeks, I'll be fine. You know, it'll be fine. I had a call with a client the day that I blacked out in Starbucks. And oh my God. I, I, I texted. This was after I texted you. I texted from the back of the ambulance and I was like, hey, can we reschedule the call? I'm in an ambulance, but I should be able to call you when I'm at the <laughs> ER. And she responded. She was like, dude, we're not having our fucking call if you're going to the hospital. I'm like, okay, but I can. I can probably do it. I'll probably have time, just not really in the ambulance. And like in the back of my mind, I knew how messed up that was. But that was immediately as soon as I realized what was happening and that I was going to have to go to the hospital. Like I went through this list. I'm like, oh my God, here are all the things I have to take care of. Not, am I okay? What happened? Like I, I need to go through that list. Like you, is my mm -hmm. laptop okay? I'm going to open that. I don't know if I broke something, but as long as it wasn't the laptop, I'm okay. Yeah kind of sick honestly or just survivalist i don't know i don't know i don't i, don't. <laughs> I can laugh about like yesterday was a shit show yesterday was like and i i mean like you you i don't ever 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 say well you know there's always tomorrow because it's like oh fuck there's always tomorrow shit <laughs> what's gonna happen tomorrow i Yesterday, I had my gastrointestinal situation is such that it like there are days when I'm in so much pain that I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I I'm literally feel like I'm going to have to go like I'm dying. And yesterday was one of those days and it was like, I have to figure something out because I have a, a meeting and I have to get up. And I have to figure this. What, what do I I don't I can't go to the ER because that's a six hundred dollar copay. Just. Maybe, hmm, maybe like if I just take like 60 antacids, maybe that'll help. 60. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hoping, 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 hoping that Marlo is okay and doesn't call. Right. Right? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I think it's it's worth mentioning. I mean, we talk obviously every week for the podcast. Some sometimes, occasionally, you know, for other things. But otherwise, most of our most of our communication is you sending me like a paragraph in text about any number of disasters and me responding that that sucks. And then me sending you a paragraph about all the disasters and you responding that that sucks. And that's, that's pretty routine actually. (laughs) Like it's just, it's kind of just back and forth. Like, Oh my God, today has exploded. And then, you know, 24 hours later, it's, it's the other person's turn. Mm -hmm. It, it, It just, it doesn't stop. And, but it's really helpful to write it out. Yes, there's something about writing it out and articulating it where it's like, okay, I can now breathe and move on. Right. I wrote it down. Like you've taken you know? it out of your head and you know that someone else has seen it. And mm-hmm. somehow that's incredibly helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, I there's no way to communicate this to a 15-year-old. Like your life right now, I know that you think that it is super, super, super complicated. And it is. You have a lot going on. You have a lot of classes. You have piano. You have to manage your social stuff, but your life is so simple. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so simple. And I think back to times when it was simple and I am, I, I want to achieve that. I mean, I, I somebody was commiserating and was like, you know, I've just come to terms with the fact that I'm not ever going to catch up. And... I, I guess there's comfort in just like resigning yourself to that, but I'm trying to, I'm, I want to slow down and enjoy the moments more, but sometimes it's just like, okay, well, <laughs> I know I need to meditate. I know, I know. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I know, I know. You really do. I do. Just fit that in free time. Free time for meditation. Yes. There's got to be though, like this tipping point, right? Because... So for Lita and Lexton, life is really complicated and there's all this shit they have to do. And, and it is, like you said, it, it is, it's not that it's not, but it is like based on where they are mentally and emotionally, it's a lot. And then as you get older, there's even more to deal with, but mm-hmm. you, you grow mentally and emotionally and you're able to stay on top of it. But I'm, I, where where did we cross that line where you're not able to anymore? Like I want to go, I want, I want to go back to that. Somehow all of the shit has outpaced my ability to mentally and emotionally process it. And I don't know when that happened. It's like a distant memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mumble through like gritted teeth. Like, yeah, I know it's going to be okay. It's wild. Yeah, it's it's wild. It is wild. It is wild. It is so fucking wild. And like, I wait. Today was it? I don't even remember what day it was. But you know, crisis, 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 crisis. And then I had two and a half hours Monday morning to write. And I sat down and I at my computer and I did nothing but write for two and a half hours. And it was amazing that does sound pretty amazing it was amazing it was like it felt so good to get work done because i have been running 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 around getting like taking care of my kids that i haven't been able to literally work 
and I, being able to work and get work done was so satisfying that I was like, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And that's a good block of time. Yeah. Oh, that's a oh, solid block of time. God. Yeah. I mean, so Lexton is home a lot anyway because of the of the part-time homeschool. But so this is, it's a Wednesday right now. We're recording this on a Wednesday. School was canceled on Monday due to snow. Wow. He skipped public classes on Tuesday for a funeral. And I'm going to get back to that in a minute because I need to just momentarily bitch. You do. I, you I do, really absolutely. do. And then yesterday, like early Tuesday, they canceled school for Wednesday and Thursday due to the wind, which I, I totally get. I, I'm in support of that. I just checked. It's negative 20 feels like negative 50. So I get it. But I, I covet those two hours every day. <laughs> More than I can even express. Mm -hmm. And watching them get pulled away. Oh, man. For like days. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. But. Well, it's tough. The funeral. Yes. I won't go into a lot of detail, but it was it was Lexton's uh, great grandfather on on Heather's side. And it it was it was good. I mean, it was. He was not doing well. It was for the best. He was a very complicated man. So it was kind of a, it was an interesting, interesting dynamic, just family dynamic in terms of the relationships. But I have to, I have to just pat myself on the back because <laughs> I, I knew him. I've known him for quite a while. I've had some really good conversations with him and he was not my grandfather's Heather's grandfather. I went to the funeral because you always go to the fucking funeral. Like, you, you always go to the funeral. I have gone to funerals for people I didn't know because I knew someone who knew them. Like, you go. You make time. They're never convenient. I stood in a cemetery in 20-mile-an-hour winds freezing because you go. Like, that's just what you do. Robert didn't go. And I cannot wrap my mind around the lack of humanity that is required to make that choice. And that's all I'm going to say, but it is it's just mind-boggling to me. Why didn't he go? I don't know. Is he maybe he was like playing Fortnite? I honestly have no <laughs> idea. I I I don't know. But I don't understand. I just don't understand. And and sometimes it's it's really and I I made a point and I I never say anything that is at all negative but i did make a point to tell lexton i said i just want you to know that <laughs> to me that's not okay he said you you always go I said funerals aren't fun that's not why you go to a funeral you go to support the people I said you you always go you make time you missed school to go i'm missing work to go yeah. and that's something that you do and you need to know that that's that's how i see it and that's how i want you to grow up and see it uh -huh. That's the right decision. Yes. Because I, oh man, I don't know. It's very frustrating. Oh, uh, that I I don't get that. I don't get why you wouldn't do why why you wouldn't go to the funeral of someone um, uh, related to your spouse. Right. Spouse. Right. I mean, come on. Here's the question: Would you let Lexton wear a llama hat to the funeral? 
Would I let him wear a llama hat? Yeah, if he was going to own that llama hat, honestly, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't wear one. <laughs> but you know what? You, I probably wouldn't wear one because I'm sure at some point I've done something ridiculous like that and realized, oh, I don't actually feel that comfortable doing this. So I'm not going to do it again, you know. But you would you would go to the funeral is the point. <laughs> I would go to the funeral. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I probably wouldn't, I'd probably try to avoid places that would look down their nose at a llama hat. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's stuffy. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. Would you let, would you let Marlo wear a llama hat? You, you know, know, I, yeah, I would. I would let her wear her llama hat. I would. Wouldn't yeah. you though be just terribly self-conscious and embarrassed? I don't, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Oh my God. So this took a little bit of a turn, but I just, there's just certain yeah. things. And, and I realize like in the big picture, it doesn't affect me at all. Like it, it, I'm not the one who didn't go. It doesn't really directly impact my life other than I just wanted to make sure that Lexton knows you always go. But sometimes yeah. things are just so ridiculous that I, I need to talk about them because I don't know how to understand the why behind it. I don't know if that oh, makes any sense. Hun, it's just hun, weird. You're doing far better than I am. You're doing far, <laughs> far better than I am. Ah, <laughs> oh, so wild. Uh, like, I get a call from New York, and she's just like, they won't let me wear my Vans. And I'm like, wear your Vans. If you want to wear your Vans, wear your Vans. Okay, okay, good. Listen to me, Lita. You are almost 15 years old and an autonomous human being. Wear your Vans if you want to wear your fucking Vans. I, I remember when you when you texted me that, and I was like, "I'm fucking 34, and I would have worn Vans. Like, it's not. Yeah. What? I mean, come on. But you know, everyone has their own. We'll just call them quirks. Quirks. Preferences. That's yeah. just different rules for different spaces, right? That's right. That's a really diplomatic way of putting it. So yeah, back to the high road. But really, the moral <laughs> of of this, of all of this, back to the high road. That's right. We're gonna get off the bottom of the road. Right. Sometimes you back just to gotta top. test the water, though. But the moral is that you need to read Heather's book. You have to. It shouldn't even be optional. It's amazing. And you should kind. always go to the funeral. You should always go to the funeral. Oh my god. <laughs> Like I read always. that text to me and I'm like, it did, wait, what, what? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? No. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. It took me a little while to process it too. I don't I don't remember how she Heather texted me something and the wording of it. It was like I responded literally with wait, wait. Is he not going? And I just got a no in response. It's like what the He's still unemployed, right? As far as I know. Ooh, okay. So, I'll bet, but maybe maybe that's why he wasn't there. Maybe he had to be at work, like everyone else who went to the funeral but skipped work to be there. But <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm laughing, I'm laughing with you, and because I'm in pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So there's no shortness of excitement 
over here on MRS. Nope. And I suppose if you if you have any any maybe opposing views on funerals, we'd love to hear those. Or if you're yeah. super excited and you've signed up for the Goods Read Good Reads contest for Heather's book, let us know. That'd be awesome. As always, you can email us to stories at manicramblings.com. And you can find us all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. And Patreon. Always saving that for the tail end. But we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash manicramblings. You can help keep this show alive. So you can continue to hear all of our thoughts on funeral attendance, which is important. Yes, and Ryan, I am dropping off a book in your mailbox tomorrow. I just sent you an email. Ryan, it's amazing. I don't know if you've yeah, picked up Ryan's on that yet, but it's it's pretty awesome. Ryan actually confirmed the brain zaps from Zoloft. Oh, I saw that. Way. Yes. So I know that everybody has a different experience with SSRIs, but Ryan experienced brain zaps from going off Zoloft. So there's a confirmation that it is a possibility. So anyway, just had to sneak that in there. Good call. Uh, and I hope that I don't think I you can cut that Ryan if I violated your privacy um, but it's always solid you know solidarity and and getting the help you need um, yes I'm gonna shut my mouth now um, and <laughs> until next time um, always attend the fucking funeral y'all Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.